I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Welcome to Finding the Floor. Today is episode 31, and I thought I would talk a little bit about being a good gift receiver. Because we talk a lot about, um, in general, coming up with this time of year as Thanksgiving and Christmas comes up about how to give like the best gifts and what are some great ways to give gifts and I really just was thinking about being a good gift receiver. Now I don't know if any of you have had someone who is just like you give them a gift and they are so incredibly happy and gracious and sometimes you're like wow I didn't know that that is possible and then have you ever had a time especially I think this has happened with my kids and I'm going to share the a couple other stories about this but where you can tell they're just completely disappointed (laughs) in your gift so I've had both of those things happen and I am just going to share a few stories and a few things that sort of help me really think, really, really deeply think about how am I receiving my gifts. So we are preparing, we're going to go visit family and we usually do a cousin gift exchange every year. It kind of grew out of like, as siblings, we all had a gift exchange. We each had someone we'd give a gift. And then now it's grown even bigger so that each cousin on my side of the family gets someone that they give a gift to. And then we all gather, depending on the the time of year, but usually Christmas Eve and we exchange these gifts. And everybody sits around and we all watch everybody get their gift and there's a lot of people in my family and obviously this year is going to be different as we're trying to figure out how to be safe with each other but um, in the past you know we're all in this room I'm one of seven siblings and we're all married and there's like 47 of us together (laughs) we go in like order of age And so everyone watch as you open your gift. And there have been a few times where a few of my kids have really actually been very disappointed with the gift they got. So much so that I am quite embarrassed 
there is crying either right then <laughs> or afterwards, but I have a few of my kids who just cannot, like they couldn't hide a disappointment if they even tried. It was like their face gets all sad or just their heart is right on their sleeve. You know, it's not like they don't check with us first. I mean, we're all like, hey, what are the things they like? And we give them ideas and and stuff like that. And so I have one or two particular kids that <laughs> everyone is so excited when we have our gift exchange if they like are super excited about their gift. So... We have had conversations, and I think I probably each year need to have the same conversation. So I'll begin as I thought about it here on my podcast, and then we'll talk about it with my kids, just about what it means to be a good receiver. Now, when my kids were little, this was happening at Christmas with other aunts on on any side you know if something wasn't just right they would just <laughs> be sad or just be bratty or act spoiled you know as whatever you want to call it and it's just as a parent so embarrassing and because you want oh my child is so gracious and they'll be grateful for any type of thing but they're not <laughs> And so I remember being really concerned with this at this time. So this is probably, I don't know, 10 years ago. That would sound right. So my kids are struggling. Maybe this is not quite 10 years ago, but I saw this suggestion of a game to help your kids show more gratitude when they get a present. And so we did this for like our little family night where it was a twofold game. So someone would fill a gift bag with anything around the house. And the goal was to just make it kind of lame. Okay. So it could be anything, but kind of on the lame side. And then the challenge was they would then pick someone to give the gift to and then that someone would open the gift and they would their job was to try to find something they could love about that gift (laughs) and I remember and I can't remember who was giving the gift but I remember cute little Simeon at the time and I think maybe it was Luke I don't know but in the gift was like a half-eaten roll. (laughs) Like I said, it's supposed to be lame. And so, you know, Simeon opens a gift and he is just like, what is this? And he just throws it across the room. (laughs) And I'm just like, well, I don't think they really get it. (laughs) I don't think they get it. So we tried a few other times, but and maybe it's a maturity thing. But helping your kids just be grateful 
for first of all the act of giving that gift is a whole process so we've slowly been working on being gracious about receiving a gift and I remember especially thinking a lot about this when I heard a talk back in 2012 when President Dieter F. Uchtdorf was in the first presidency and they had the Christmas devotional and he talked about being a good receiver. And not only, you know, you think about it with your kids, but then I really started thinking, am I really a good gift receiver? So in this talk, he just shares the story of this girl who gets a beautiful beading kit and her dad suggests that she make a gift for somebody coming over for the family party. So the girl is excited and she thinks about this elderly aunt that's kind of grumpy and has a harsh personality and says, you know, if I get her, make her a bracelet, then hopefully that will make her happy. So she makes this cute bracelet and makes a special gift and then gives it to her aunt who she picks it up like it's a slimy snake that she doesn't like and just drop the bracelet back into the girl's hand. And the poor little girl was so embarrassed and so disappointed. And he even said in the story, decades have passed and the little girl, now an aunt herself, still remembers with a bit of sadness that day when her childlike gift was refused. So in that talk, President Uchtdorf says, every gift that is offered to us, especially a gift that comes from the heart, is an opportunity to build or strengthen a bond of love. When we are good and grateful receivers, we open a door to deepen our relationship with the giver of the gift. But when we fail to appreciate or even reject a gift, we not only hurt those who extend themselves to us, but in some ways we harm ourselves as well. And that talk has really stuck with me ever since. So for the past eight years, and I've thought a lot about my gift receiving, not only in the initial receiving of the gift, am I gracious and kind when I receive a gift, but do I use the gift well, or do I do my best to find ways to use the gift? Um, and I know sometimes that's hard if you get something that you can't really use and all that stuff. But there are times, usually most of the gifts I get, I, I can use. And um, I've thought a lot about um, my receiving. And the other thing that I think is interesting is if you've heard about the five love languages, one of which is gifts. And my love language is not gifts. And so I feel like sometimes 
there's um it's not hard to get gifts but I feel like sometimes there are people who are really good at not only being thoughtful about giving gifts um but then they really appreciate the gift right and I've noticed that because that's not necessarily my love language that I probably and I have been trying to work on being a better receiver and also being more aware of how I can also be also a better gift giver in general. So for instance, on Mother's Day, my daughter gave me this really cute kind of gardening package. It had these shoes, it had some seeds, it had some plants. And so I just wanted to make sure that I made an effort to plant those seeds that they got me. And it was funny because we were actually leaving out of town for a while just right after and I just was like, well, we're going to be gone for a little while. So perfect opportunity to just plant these seeds. And it's usually wet enough in Ohio that I don't have to worry about watering them too much in May because everything's really wet. And I'm just going to plant them and we'll see what happens when we get back. And they were totally growing and it was fun and I just I felt so good that I was not only recognizing I was grateful when I received the gift, but then I really tried to make an effort to plant the seeds or to do the things um, that I received. Because I know that sometimes I haven't done that or for instance, like I've gotten a gift card that I haven't used in time and I feel really bad. Um, I don't mean to just disregard their gift. And so I've really tried to be better at, okay, I've got this gift card and I want to make sure I use it within, I don't know, two months. That may seem like a long time, but sometimes we don't go out all that much, especially now, but even before the whole pandemic thing. I also just tried to look and do some research on how to be a good receiver and I thought it was interesting that I came across um, a couple different ideas so I'm going to share those so one was from John Kehoe and he apparently is maybe if you know him I didn't know him but he's like Back in the 70s, he just really discovered the whole power of your mind because um, the website is learningmindpower.com and so he's this big mind power guru and I just love this little article he wrote and I'm just going to read this part of it because I found it really interesting. He says... Receiving is actually harder to do than giving. Giving is easy, as there is much pleasure in giving, but receiving is an art that takes practice. To be a good receiver requires intimacy, allowing others in our life, however momentarily. It is always a pleasure to be in the presence of a good receiver, to enjoy the way they receive. Being a good receiver is honoring the giver and giving them back something. We are taught that it is better to give than receive, but this is wrong. It is better to give and receive. 
give and receive. If we think it is better to give than receive, this suggests that there is something wrong with receiving. There is nothing wrong with receiving. In fact, we want to receive more. Let life shower us with gifts, pleasures, joys, surprises, both large and small. And we want to show our appreciation for all these things. The more we can receive, the more we can give back. But the reverse is not true. Giving more does not necessarily mean we can receive more. We must remember that it is harder to receive than give and work on this part of ourselves so that we become good receivers and givers with both in balance. Ah, don't you think that's so good? That it is true. Sometimes we are always given this, you know, quote, or it's better to give than to receive. But if no one ever receives, then how are we to, to give? And that could be in simple things like receiving a compliment, receiving an act of service, just willing to receive gifts from God in general and to recognize his, his presence in our life. I think that is just, I just really like that a lot so that we have the balance. We can be a good giver and be a good receiver and that it does take practice. It takes practice. So I found a couple other good little blogs that I'm going to share and they're kind of, you know, it was interesting because it was hard to find people talking about being good receivers. And so when I found them, I thought it was really interesting. So I found two other ones I'm going to share. One is this blog called Things to Remember by Teresa Bodeker. And she just tells the story of how she was in an airport getting ready to travel and was trying to pick up some water and snacks before she got on her flight. And when she went to check out, her credit card was denied. And then she remembered she had placed a travel notification on her card and that they probably were holding her card. And that has actually happened to me, which can be super frustrating because <laughs> I guess she was heading out of the country. Anyway, so she can't get this water and the snacks that she was getting. And so, you know, she was going to be fine, but they were boarding the flight. So she had to hurry. And then this woman came up to her afterwards and said, this is yours. And she was like, what is this? And she's like, it's your water and your snacks. I heard your card wouldn't work. So I just bought it for you. And it was interesting. I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with Christmas or that type of gift, but she at first was just like, wow. And that was so nice. And she said, thank you. And she said, isn't it interesting that sometimes it's really hard to receive something? And I just love what John Kehoe said, that it is, it's harder to be a receiver and to um, I don't know, just to receive something and a gift you know, because she talked about how she felt like, oh, I should have just rushed over and give her some cash or I didn't deserve this or all these thoughts that we might have when we get something from someone else. And most of the time, people are giving gifts without strings attached. 
So the second blog I liked, she kind of had three suggestions. And this this was an article by Barb Roos on how to be a classy gift receiver. A classy gift receiver, right? Not how to give classy gifts, but be a good classy gift receiver. So she has three suggestions and I'm just going to go ahead and read those. She says, how do we reframe our attitude toward receiving? Here's what I'm trying to remember as we head into the gift giving and gift receiving season. One, remember most people give without expecting anything in return. Yes, we all know folks who give with strings attached. If you know who those people are, then be careful. But if you've got wonderful folks in your life who want to show no strings attached kindness, allow them to do so and just say thank you. Don't hassle them. Number two, receiving from others teaches us humility. When we allow others to do things for us that we could do for ourselves, it helps us to be humble. Humility connects us together and keeps us from thinking ourselves better or worse than anyone else. And then she references the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, which at first Peter doesn't want Jesus to wash his feet. But then, you know, he says to them, well, if you don't want me to wash your feet, then you have no part of me. So it's interesting. He's asking them to receive as well. All right. And then number three, learning to receive helps us to experience more joy in giving. When we remember how great it feels to receive, that often motivates us to want to give more. Bottom line, if you want to find more joy in giving, remind yourself of how blessed you are by what you've already received. Okay. If I remember, there was also a few different suggestions on even just making sure that you're present when you are receiving a gift. The person who's giving your gift, give them eye contact, say thank you, and then obviously, like that little game I mentioned at the beginning, there's got to be something, even if it's not something you actually wanted or like or whatever the gift is, that you can be grateful for. Just the fact that they were willing to get you a gift. Even if it was... You know, like in our family, we all have someone we get to give to, so we don't have to give 47 gifts um, in the family, but I think it's so fun. I mean, I remember last year, I have a brother-in-law who has a boat and he loves to boat and we had all just been on this fun trip the summer before on his boat and so my husband had him. And we were just so excited to give him a gift. And I had this wonderful friend who was willing to um, make this vinyl sweatshirt that kind of said captain. And it was just like so cute. And we were so excited to give it to him. Right. And if he was awesome receiving that gift too. And it was funny as you know, he was wearing it the other day <laughs> where we were on this phone call and you're just happy to be able to give something something they can use or something they're happy with and and as you see that in others that's something that 
I am striving to be better with myself. Not only in the act of receiving the gift that day, like when we get it, but taking the time to use the gift, to plant the seeds, to go and use the gift card or whatever you've been given. And a lot of times we do. There's so many things like I, I got a great scarf from one of my friends and I really use it every winter. It's like my go-to warm scarf that I wear and I think of her. And I think there's so many ways we can be good receivers but it's just something I think we need to remember to be aware of. And <laughs> I'm reminded of it every time I talk to my kids before we get gifts. <laughs> because I personally, it's so funny how you can be so embarrassed as a parent when they aren't a gracious receiver. Um, as you go into this season, you know, we're all really worried about giving good gifts and finding just the right thing for somebody. But remember, we're also going to have to practice being good receivers. So even when you forget about a neighbor who gives you a gift, it's okay to just say thank you and not be embarrassed that you didn't give a gift because most people really aren't expecting something in return. Okay, everybody, that's it for me. I just have a favor to ask if you could share this podcast or um, give me a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. I would greatly appreciate it. I hope you guys have a wonderful week upcoming Thanksgiving. I hope it's good. I don't know how different it's going to be for lots of people, how this is going to work, but have a good week. Later. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. A special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 